Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of JM Rewind. JM Rewind gives us an opportunity to check out some of the recent guests who've appeared on JM in the AM. We start with Ashley Blaker. He opens February the 3rd at the Soho Playhouse in New York City. He was a recent guest in studio at JM in the AM. Ashley Blaker on JM Rewind here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Well, it's a Thursday morning, and as we uh, have been mentioning all week, it's a big Thursday for us here at the Nahum Siegel Network and JM in the AM because... Ashley Blaker is in our studio, one of the stars of Kosher Halftime Show 2020, brought to you by the Rothenberg Law Firm, and somebody who on the 3rd of February is going to be opening up at the Soho Playhouse in New York City in a run that's going to be so successful they're probably going to make him extend it. He may be in New York forever, the way he's going. Um, by the way, you can watch all of this, our conversation right now, live with Ashley Blaker. If you go to Facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network again, that's Facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. Ashley Blaker, welcome back. Thank to you. JM in the AM. Yeah, and we've, uh, it's only been, it wasn't been that long since I last saw you because we did the halftime show. Correct. You were, um, you were an integral part and people will see on Sunday night, February the 2nd, just how integral uh, to Kosher Halftime Show 2020. Mm. And, yeah. and from what I am told, with everything you've done in your career, and, and no joke, if people look this up, they'll see, you've written, produced, starred in shows in the United Kingdom. Uh, you've, um, you've done comedy acts individually all around the world, but of course your run here in New York City has been... Legend. What theater was that at? That long. I've run? done. Uh, uh, oh, well, I did. The, I started the Gram. No, the Gramercy was the first show, and then right. I had the long run was at the Jerry Orbach on Broadway and Fiftieth. But I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, but all of that pales into insignificance I compared mean, to I the Koshasta show. I, I can see where it's I, going. I would assume <laughs> that your family and friends who have taken note of your career and likely have advised you to get to get yourself into a yeah. more secure yeah. industry, once they heard that you're part of Kosher Halftime Show 2020, they probably changed their whole attitude toward what you do. Yeah, remember we're British. We don't even know what the Super Bowl is, <laughs> let alone, like, who's in it. Uh, or there's a halftime. Are there two halves? I thought there were, like, four quarters can, in American sports. Can I, I enlighten you, first of mm. all? First, are you aware of the fact that Kansas City and San Francisco are going to be represented in Tucson? I actually did know that. I you saw that? that the other day. Uh, if not San for Francisco. us, would you have paid attention to that? You wouldn't even know it if not Yeah, for us. is Joe Montana still playing? I don't know. No, like, that was a while ago. He's about 60-something. Years old, oh, is he? Wow, it shows you how old I am. I um, no, do you know the thing I enjoyed? We, so, we did this uh video out right. in uh, the five towns, right? Yeah, and uh, Miriam was right. uh, producing it, Correct. and I, I was she said that there's a lot of different people who uh, pronounce your name incorrectly, correct? Yeah, because it's so it's Nachum, right? But she said that there's, there's a vowel issue because some people you Nachum, correct? Nechum, Nichum. Uh, I, I think what gets her the most, and she's very overprotective, thank God, about this topic, is that uh, people call me Nachum when, in fact, my parents name me Nachum. Nachum and I think yeah. that, and I think she's one of the people that's very careful to point out that when you address Nachum Siegel, it's in fact Nachum Siegel. Right, that's the whole thing. I think it should be when you address Nachum Siegel, it should be Mister Siegel. <laughs> so that's we're, very disrespectful. We're, we're, we're forgetting the whole first name thing. <laughs> yeah, this is very disrespectful. Have you ever attended uh, one of those American football games in London? You know what happens? Yes, yeah, yeah. So they you do. Went? No, no, I've I never been. Won. I've never been. So I've been to baseball. I like. I do right. enjoy going to baseball here in in New York. I've been to Yankees and uh, the Mets. I think I told um, you that we were actually in Yankee Stadium on a freezing. I think it was April or May day, and next to us was a couple from Great Britain. Mm-hmm. I think I mentioned this to you last time. 
who who literally watch the Yankees from Great Britain on whatever you need, you know, right. cable wise okay. or channel wise to do so. Their dream was to come to Yankee Stadium. I said, if you're here in this weather, <laughs> sitting here watching, then you really must be Yankee fans. Wow. I mean, it's amazing for all the way from England and. I didn't even realize that anybody from England actually cares about baseball. And they got the dream of sitting next to Nochum Siegel as <laughs> <Yeah>. well. <laughs> Nochum Siegel. You just take out no vowels. At the stadium, like, you know. at the stadium I'm Nochum. <laughs> exactly. I don't know if uh, yeah. that meant anything to them. But anyway, so you do enjoy going to baseball. That's good I've to been know. to baseball. I've been to basketball. I've been, seen the right. Knicks at Madison Square Gardens quite a long time ago. This was right. like in the 90s when Patrick Ewing was playing, like sure. a long time ago. Uh, I've never been to hockey. quite like to do that sometime. I must go to a Rangers game. Uh, but I've never American football. I must be honest, and I, I'm not going to spoil it. Right. I speak a little bit about this in the right. in the halftime show. Right. But that is actually the one American sport I just don't get. If we went, thing. would you? In all seriousness, now forget mm. the routine for a second. Would you be able to follow, or you're not even into that? Like you, I know the watched the Super Bowl so. last year with a friend who right. explained to me what was going on right. and what. It, but it is because I always yeah, think that when it comes to American football, if you don't grow up with it, it's very hard. To get all right. these nuances and, and yeah. learn all the rules and stuff. Right, exactly. And I just didn't. But it's so odd that it's called football because it's nothing right. like because you don't even use your feet. Very rarely, you right. rarely use there's your feet. There is yeah. a there is a kicking no, game, I, but no, very very minor. That. I understand that. But, speaking uh, speaking of sports, go. by the way, did you hear about the Houston Astros and this whole cheating scandal going on in Major right, League so Baseball? Got, you heard well, about yeah, that? Yeah, what, what's, yeah. What's just explain that to me? What's if um, well, what they're I saw a headline. What what they are what they are accused of, and it has been found that in fact they are guilty. Is this Lushen Hara Lutieles? You were allowed to it, tell I it. think it's what Toel is. Let me yeah, ask yeah, the guy yeah. from Houston. <laughs> Let me ask the guy. Oh, yeah, he's from Houston. Yeah, Yoni's yeah, yeah, from Houston yeah, yeah. trying to defend his team okay, for the last two okay. weeks. Okay, the guy's yeah. desperate for any okay. explanation okay. here. Okay, so what's happened? Uh, but apparently there's st- in baseball, signs, signals are a big thing. Right. And so what's you, this, like the pitcher to the yeah, The, to the catcher to the, the pitcher and right. the coaches to the okay, catcher, etc., etc. So they're being accused of stealing those signs, of coming up with through technology and then through some, you know, uh, inane system of of uh, of, right, uh, right, right. of banging a baseball bat against a trash can. Uh, they're they're being accused of stealing those signs, which is of course illegal in baseball to use technology to your advantage like that. So it's a big, big major league baseball right. scandal. Ste- stealing it. because they've like seen it, but how are they stealing them? Like, what do you mean? They've, uh, they've meaning, seen them, meaning that that's, that somebody is using some type of electronic device to see the signs that are being given, and then it transmits them to the dugout where the players then find out what pitch is coming. Right, I see, I see, I see. So you're allowed to steal a base in baseball, right. but you can't steal signs in baseball. Right. Yeah, it's very strange. <laughs> I read something about the New um, the New England Patriots, though, yeah. about filming Correct. baseball. But again, I, I read that, and I thought, but surely all the games are on TV. What do you mean? No, they, they were filming them? practices. Oh, they were filming, they were filming practices the other practices. Like, yeah. uh, what, like with drones? Yeah. Yeah, by the way, I blame Yoni for that one as well. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Okay. He's, he's responsible for all that's going terrible. He's from ter- Houston via Boston. Everything that's going terrible in sports, he's responsible for anyway so uh, all right so we did our sports thing. i must ask you uh, uh i must ask you something yesterday i posted i had gotten i was out of town until tuesday so i come back and i post on facebook yesterday morning that officially you're visiting us this morning mm-hmm. and of course the whole world goes nuts you're walking in here you know the whole thing so uh, literally about three minutes after i posted that on facebook we, who are supported by the Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting, mm-hmm. got a donation from Liverpool, England. Really? Coincidence? No, I don't think so. I don't think it can be. Wow. No, you're saying it is a coincidence. I don't know. I'm saying I don't think nothing. I, not, 
Come no, on. What you're I'm... a religious man. Nothing's a coincidence. Right, I understand that. But we were thinking that because you're, you, yeah. you were announced, and then three minutes later, Liverpool... I know, that's my, the team I support. That I'm not from Liverpool. I'm from London. All but... right, so without mentioning names on the air, okay. I am going to show you the name of the person who donated from Liverpool. Okay, I won't say that. And you're going to tell me if there's any connection between you and this individual. Okay, okay? so go on. Let's, here, is is the, here is the gentleman Thanks. and his address from Liverpool, who who donated yesterday. You have anything to do with this person? Jürgen Klopp. No, don't, don't know him. No, I... I Seriously? I, 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 this man... Um, it's a total coincidence yeah, that we posted well, you're going to be here, and a well, minute later we no, get... No, I don't, I don't know this man, but uh, it's not Jürgen Klopp. But uh, Jürgen Klopp's the German right. of Liverpool. Interesting. Yes. So, um, so we just have listeners everywhere. The conclusion yeah. is we just have listeners everywhere. That's amazing. People are listening to this. Yeah. That's is great. Liverpool at all Jewish? Is there a Jewish community um, at all? Quite a small Jewish community. Like, there. is there a minion in Liverpool? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's, a there. there's a few shuls. Yeah. There. Um, there's a few shuls there. There's a few shuls. And how far is it from London? Miles or Oh, kilometers? like in UK terms, a very long way. In in American terms, one commute like, <laughs> round, like yeah, nothing at all. American terms, like go to Long Island by Uber. Yeah, like, no, it's it's like two, it's like two hundred and it's about two hundred and twenty miles away. I think miles, not yeah. kilometers. Miles. No, no, no. Miles, yeah. So it is a four-hour drive, and it's right. It's, so it's, it's no, we, no, it's tri- but the, our, right. our motorways are so. Right. So it's one trip traffic, through the Holland Tunnel, basically. It's a, no, it's a, it will take a long time. Like you can right. you can do take like five hours. You Interesting, know? but uh, but like in American terms, that's like nothing. And know? if I went there, right? Correct. That's what I'm saying. It's like a trip through the Holland. It's Tunnel. not far. It's about it's anybody about, on the Verrazano Bridge this morning. They're going to be there for four or five hours right, with that exactly. accident. It's about forty-five minute drive uh, to Manchester, right. and that's like. If I went with Probably you to Liverpool, would you know anybody there? Like, could we? I know a few people there. Yeah. Why are we planning this? Well, we, we yeah, we're we're, we're going to take man, one you, man gives you twenty dollars, and now you want to do a tour to Liverpool. You're coming to the U.S. <laughs> we're going to the U.K. Okay, Come okay. on. Are you, kidding me? are you a Beatles fan? I mean, that's the place to go. Well, if you're a Beatles be, fan. You know, I would cer- I would certainly participate in some type of Beatles tribute. Right, I would hope. Exactly. You know? I mean, okay. come on. Okay. Uh, is there a kosher restaurant in Liverpool? You have no, uh, idea? no, there's no kosher restaurant no. in Liverpool. Actually, and they had a bit of a scandal with uh, a, a, a kosher. Be, be careful! This could yeah, affect our no, donations. No, it was a, <laughs> uh, uh, unfortunately, it was a butcher and uh, in Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. but uh, selling non-kosher meat, something like that. But it's um, that's rough. Yeah, it's. By the way, talking of kosher food, right? Yeah. I've got a bone to pick with you. Uh oh, a last, chicken bone or a meat bone? Well, yeah. The last time I was here, yeah. right? You said to me. You, you introduced me to a word I literally never heard of right. called yapchik. Right. Yeah. You had never heard of yapchik. I'd never heard of yapchik. Where are you tonight? I'll take and, you for yapchik. Now, well, no, this is the trouble. I'm now, I think I'll put on weight because I'm, I'm addicted to yapchik. You're addicted to yapchik. To yapchik. I is love it, yapchik. Isn't it yeah. delicious? I went to Baropog that, that afternoon <laughs> and bought <laughs> on 13th Avenue. Do you remember which place it was? I think it was Lo- Luzzi's. Oh, you went to Luzzi's. Yeah. You went to the I mean, you went to one of the best immediately. Oh, well, great. You, you completely I, went to, to, I was lucky. to I, A1 Yapchik. Right. <laughs> I went to that. Exactly. I, don't, I, don't, I, go, I go for the hard stuff. Luzzi's yeah. amazing. So I, I, yeah, because I got off at like um, probably 50th. Right. Uh, I knew you tricked and then, right. and then, yeah, on 13th. Yeah, right. and, and 13th Avenue. And then and there it was, Luzzi. I went in. I said, do you have Yapchik? Yapchik. And there it was, the Yapchik. Was it a Thursday or a... Uh, I think it was a Thursday, was it, yeah, 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 and and uh, you know no, I, but I had it, I had it on a so yeah, it was a Thursday, but mm-hmm. I had it on Shabbos, I had it on Friday yeah, night. Of course, you know, I waited it, the le- covered Shabbos. But you know? I'll tell you what, thing, oh, if you would if you would have had it on the spot on that Thursday, oh boy, that's, that's I amazing. Loved it. No, I loved it, and I don't know, I'm, I'm addicted. I'm going to have to go cold turkey, <laughs> but I don't like cold cuts on Shabbos, so it's not going to work. So, but uh, you're going to have yeah. to go cold yaptrick. Yeah. Um, all right, so I'm glad to hear that. If, in fact, you're ever available on a Thursday night, I'll be okay. more than happy to take you out for a little Yapchik right. tour 
of New York City. What day is it today? I've got completely lost count. It's Thursday. It's today, today, yeah. yeah. I've just, I'm because I just travelled back from the UK and I'm right. slightly out of, out of it. You're out of sorts, as I'm they say in your country. Am, it's am, America's yeah. one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world, the web at NachumSiegel.com and the NachumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Ashley Blaker here. You're on Facebook at Facebook.com/slash NachumSiegel Network. Facebook Live has this entire conversation uh, available for posterity, but right now you can actually see it live. Uh, Ashley Blaker's in a show. The day Here's what's going to happen. A week from Sunday, you'll see Ashley in our kosher halftime show. He's a combination of funny and angry. You've got a little, you got a, you got an attitude no, there. You got right. an attitude in the kosher halftime show. That's, that's my whole life. <laughs> I'm a combination of funny and angry. Um, and he's, uh, he's going to be in the kosher halftime show. Uh, you'll see it uh, starting at 730 Eastern time on February the 2nd when we posted in honor of the Super Bowl halftime. It's presented by the Rothenberg Law Firm. Ashley's a big part of it. The next day, the next day, no joke, in a show called Guy Friendly, Ashley Blaker starts at the Soho Playhouse. It's February the 3rd through the 23rd, beginning at 7.30 p.m. each night, plus matinees on Sunday and Wednesday. And you should see, you should see, this is a copy of the card that you've been giving out for the show. You should see some of the things that some of the upstanding media sources have to say about you, not just JM and the AM, but the New York Times and the New York Post yeah. and the Financial Times and the Jerusalem Post. They they give you ringing endorsements, yeah. Mr. Blaker. Yeah, no, and this is exciting. This is a very different show. So, so it's an all-new show, uh, and it's very different to anything I've done Meaning before. Meaning if someone saw you at the— Right, so if you saw the last show, you can come again. It's a completely different show. And if you've never seen me, this is the show to come to because this is—I I, I genuinely believe— I'm always one. I'm one of those people who always thinks what I'm doing is really good, but then once I've I've moved on from it, I, I look back and think I was rubbish, and now I've kind of <laughs> moved on to something much this better. This next one's so much this better. This is so much better. But this really is. This really, I've worked so hard on this show, and I'm really uh, looking forward to performing it. And so the thing with this show, so it's called Ashley Blake, a Goy right. Friendly. Goy Friendly. Goy Friendly. That's the name of the show, and it tells the story of my friendship with um, someone who isn't Jewish, actually Muslim. And but the key thing is why it's called Goy Friendly, is I wanted to do a show that is Goy Friendly. Right. This actually the name of this show actually came from a friend of mine, Steve Doherty, who who produces my BBC show. I, I have a BBC show called uh, Ashley Blaker's Goyish Guide to Judaism. Right. And my non-Jewish producer would sometimes I'd send him a bit of script and he'd say, "Oh, I don't. Can you make this bit more Goy Friendly?" He's not Jewish, and he'd say, can you make this more goy-friendly because I don't really get this bit or whatever. And I said, I love that title. I'm going to use that phrase. So one second. In other words, in this so, show, this show, you can't, do, you can't do the double parking on 13th Avenue. Uh, because they won't, the goyim, the goyim, excuse, well, excuse the term, which I yeah. normally wouldn't say, but because yeah. of the context I okay. am, they wouldn't get that. Uh, you can't, you there can't, are things you, that you have you to do. You can't do a show about Aliyahs and Shul Ex- that's because they won't get that. Right, exactly. So that's the funny thing. So, like, in fact, I was doing an interview the other day, and I was saying that they were saying someone's asked me, Are you how much do you have to adapt material when you come to America? And for sure, like I come to America, and obviously, you have to make sure every it's no point me talking about Liverpool when right. you're interested in Kansas City and the, the, the 49ers, but and I have to make sure that I say sidewalk instead of pavement and cell right. phone instead of mobile. But here, there's no point in talking about, as you say, I was going to Shachris and I was davening and I got an Aaliyah. Because that's not Goy friendly. Because that's not Goy friendly. So this show, it's, but it is a, a Jewish show that is Goy friendly. And in, in all seriousness, I actually really do believe that there's a real, this is like a real timely show. Because, you know, obviously with all the terrible things that have happened recently in right. the New York and New Jersey area, 
uh, with like rising anti-Semitism. I think there's never been a more important time for a show that kind of brings people together, uses humor to bring people together. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing an incredibly mixed audience. Um, but also a show that kind of demystifies. I think the show kind of slightly demystifies Judaism, but works for everybody. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about it. Ashley Blaker's here. Uh, can people purchase tickets now? They can, and they are. And where can they purchase them? They can purchase them at SohoPlayhouse.com. Is this one of those deals where you could choose your seat and things like that? Like, um, how does it work online? I'm not sure. Possibly. But I they definitely can secure their tickets. Oh, there. yeah. No, no. And, and believe me, they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, or you can phone. There's a phone number there. Let's read that out. The phone number, if you give it to me. The box office is. phone number is 212-691-1555. Yeah. So if you have the phone they there. You can also or, go to your website and get it. Oh, well, my website only clicks through to the Soho right. website. So, um, but, but more yeah, people so, are spending time on your website, obviously. But, of course. But that's <laughs> SohoPlayhouse.com. And, uh, yeah, it'll be... Um, it's a really fun, you know, it's an 80-minute show. It's a full-length show. 80-minute. 80, 80, And it's, uh, it's very theatrical. So I've, I've got a big team around me. Is there the a show. set? There's a set. A set that you use or a set, set that's Yeah, no, no, no. There's a set. There's a, yeah. uh, there's a playbill. That's a so, I was telling you about it. It's a very so cool. Because anyone, I don't know if anyone here who's who listening who has ever been to a Broadway show knows that when you go into a Broadway show, they give you a... They don't do this in London, by the way. They make you buy, like, a really expensive program. But... Um, they give you a free playbill. Here, you get the free playbill. Souvenir all. And souvenir, and it's, it's you know, it's got that iconic cover right. and what have you. So I have my playbill this time, and, and I've, I it get the paper copy of it gets delivered on the day of the show, but I've seen, like, the PDF of it. And, you know, and there's your name is in it. I, name we is we, in we it, went nuts when we saw our names in it. We and, went nuts. Yeah, no, it's really exciting. This is, like, super exciting to have people around, and I have a director, and I have, you know... People who are working on the show. And now, is the show f- totally written? Is it finished? It is. It is totally it's, written. It's in the can, well, as they say. The only thing I'd say is when it comes to this kind of thing is it evolves the whole time. Right. I added six new jokes while I was in the last Well, one second. Because can, you constantly can, thinking, can you tell jokes on February 20th and you don't tell on February 10th? Can you do that? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So the critics don't go crazy that they have no, to because review I think, a, a show that's exactly the no, way it is? No, because it evolves. Because it evolves. Because what will happen is in that first week particularly – you know, if there's a line that you you tell, it falls flat or yeah. If you tell it, right. I mean, if you say it three times and right. three times, you know, you might want to think about right. rewriting it. So, right. but I'm always finding what I, I and I work with some people who are really good at this. Actually, there's one guy called Steve Hall who I work with who's brilliant. What he does is he'll look at a script and he'll say he can really find these holes. Where, you know what? There's a sen- two sentences there, and there should be a joke in between there, and then I'll go and write one. But like I wow. work with people who are really and I what a science! Them. It's really it, honestly. It's I really, love that. I love that. Yeah, what yeah. a someone who so, really knows this stuff. Right, right. So I had this line about the five books of Moses. Right, and and it was just like it's a kind of line of almost explanation. And he he sent me an email saying there should be there's a missing joke after there. the word Moses. You should yeah, be telling there, a should joke. Be, there should be five books of Moses. And, and he actually suggested something which I didn't like. Then I wrote something completely different. And then on because I quite liked what I wrote, I added two new jokes that go after that. So I ended up with three jokes cool. like in cool. crowbar in between these two sentences. Right. So, so it is like a, a slightly ongoing process. That's right. actually why I love doing these kind of shows um, compared to you know, if you're doing a, a set somewhere or you're doing a show once, you don't get that opportunity. Right. But when you're doing it every day, you get that chance to go, okay, I can see an improvement here. 
So, so you're somewhat of a perfectionist. No, I guess you have to. Be. Yeah, no, and you're always thinking, and also there's bits where I sit down and bits where I stand right. up and working out where those and people are tell and you it's, if it's a good idea. That's why I have a director and all these things. Unbelievable! It's, it's a real. It's a I, if, if I come to see your show, you should know I will be looking. If, well, if, when I come when? to see your show. I will be looking for every one of these yeah. nuances, yeah, every yeah, yeah. one of them, because I'm fascinated by yeah, that yeah. stuff. No, like one it. time, There's... one time I'm at a concert, and it's obvious that the I think I told you this. It's obvious in in this arena that they're lifting up part of the stage, and part of the stage falls down. You know, it's like a trapdoor yeah, yeah, yeah. type thing, yeah. and they don't realize as they're doing it that the guitarist still has one foot on that area. Oh. And thank God they avoid the accident when they realize and the guitarist moves it. And my wife turns to me and says, you must have loved that. I love the little details yeah. that are going on in these shows. Yeah. You know, it was just amazing. No, I have, and I have like, there's lots of lighting changes. I have a lighting designer who, you know, there's a bit where, I, where it gets a bit more serious or it gets a bit more whatever. And then like lighting changes and there's, there's lots of sound cues. So it's a proper production. This isn't just, wow. this isn't going to a comedy How many seats standing. in the Soho Playhouse? Uh, 178. Yeah. So and so this, Yon, and Yoni could sit anywhere but the front row. We don't want him in the front row because he doesn't laugh at those jokes. Three, <laughs> three nights in a row, he'll be the one sitting there and just right, not right, laughing. Right. Well, that's the Jewish. Word. I'm used to that. So, okay. so do we keep him out of yeah, the arena, or he's allowed fine. in the back he's part? Fine, of the he's fine. He's fine. The only, they are. They, you know, I find as well. The, the more religious you are, the less likely you laugh. I find the most. Really, I did a show in London recently. Yeah. And um, my friend, oh, you know, Eitan Freilich. Sure. Yeah. So Eitan Freilich, the singer came to see my show at a place called the Arts Depot in London. And he said he was sat next to this very, very like Hasidish man right. who was in the audience. And he said he didn't laugh once the entire show. Not once, he didn't laugh. But after every single joke, like he leant over to his wife and went, ah, that was a good line. <laughs> that, uh, th- that was a very good line. So that was it. That's the, it was like, not, no, not, but I'm not you, showing it. But I'm not going to show it. But though. wouldn't you agree that in every ethnic group, there are those who... You know, really love to laugh, and others who just you can't yeah, get them to to express themselves like that. Or is it only us? Is it only the Jewish? People? I don't know. I once did a show though for I got really like. Um, do Americans use the word "stitched up"? For what? Say that "stitched up." We say, "Oh, I got stitched up." I think that's a very British phrase. That I don't think. What does it refer to? No, either? exactly. I thought it was um, dressed up. You mean? No, stitched up means like um, if I was like pulling your. If I did a prank on you, like. Oh, I got stitched up. Somebody told me. Oh, they prank were me! Someone pranked yeah, me. Yeah, okay. something. It's not quite prank me though. Right. Like if I said to you, you only oh, look it up on, on whatever I, dictionary I gonna, you got online. Yeah, like Urban Dictionary. Stitched up. No, if I said to you, I'm gonna sell you this yap chick right. that's worth twenty bucks. Right. But I was lying. It was really only worth ten. Oh, you got bucks. ripped off. You ripped you got somebody ripped off. off. Right. Okay. So it was something. It was a bit. It's not even that. But anyway, it's between ripped off like and, and, and scam. We could argue this all day <laughs> and never get to the anecdote. So this rabbi in my community asked me, but he's, he's someone I knew, and he's and he was like very involved in one of these like big organizations, like the OU, right. Good, or one of those. And he said all the rabbis are having a meeting. Why don't you come along? It'll be a surprise, and you can do a bit of stand up. Bad idea. I don't know why I agreed to this. You but said stupid. yes. I said yes. And the funny <laughs> thing was, like, they were performing. So they had like the the, the Dian was there. Right. And that was the thing. And had the Dian not been there, all these rabbis would have actually really enjoyed it. Right. But no not one wanted to be him. seen to laugh in front of him. <laughs> that was the thing. And they were like holding it in. They were straining, like kind of like. No, I'm not going to laugh. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's a sus or not. Ashley Blaker's here. So in Guy Friendly, can you do anything about what goes on in Shul? Uh, I don't think I really talk about Shul. Is it Jewish neighborhoods? If it's it's still a Jewish show. Oh, it is. It's very much. That's a takeoff on us. 
but you're trying to make it quote unquote goy friendly. So, so what I can think, you use? Okay, what? so basically the story of the show is about how my friendship with someone who wanted me to, who's very interested in Judaism, fascinated right. by my life, kind of it seems so strange, you right. do all these weird things, and wanted me to teach him, like teach him to be Jewish, but teach him what was going oh, on, so the fact find that out. So the fact that your phone is off on Saturday. Like he wanted would... to know what's going on, why can't I get hold of right. you on, okay, on Saturdays, and why do you have to go to shul, right. or why, what's with kosher, and all this different stuff. And I thought, well, how am I going to teach him how to... Because, you know, there's a lot of stuff, and there's 613 yeah. commandments. You know, and even if you, and ultimately, you know, there's obviously, even if you learn all of those, they're not going to mean much unless you've right. also learned the Talmud as well and <laughs> really understand the Torah Shabal pair as well as, you know, I can't teach him this. So anyway, so I thought, all right, so I'll start with the Ten Commandments, right. okay? So I just thought, but then, you know, you look through the Ten Commandments, they're not that practical, they're quite old, you know, not uh, coveting your neighbor's ox. Right. Well, I don't have an ox next door. I don't know if you do. Um, so <laughs> not, these, not in this neighborhood. Not, not in this neighborhood, exactly. <laughs> not, not in the uh, low east. Um, so, um, yeah, like, so where do you, so I thought, you know what, I'm going to come up with my own, ten, my updated Ten Commandments. Uh-huh. Modernize them. A modern kind of, my own, goy-friendly, I suppose, right. goy-friendly, ten, the, the Ten Commandments version 2.0, right. basically. And, um, and yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll teach him via that. Uh, and this story, the show goes through those, but also explains the kind of impact it actually had on me. Um, and you're somewhat serious when you tell that or not? Uh, In terms of the effect on you? A little bit. But Interesting. It's a, but it's in a funny way. But, so yeah. those of us who mm. are observant yeah. will find stuff like well, that. Well, I think what's really interesting with the show, and I, I, I you know, look, you, you never know, but uh, this is what I believe, is so this, the show is like telling the story right. of like almost like a conversation. And I think if you were Jewish, or not even Jewish, I suppose, observant and knowledgeable, let's say, Nachum Siegel, you're, right. you're Nachum Siegel, or even Yoni, yeah. even Yoni, even Yoni, if you come along, you're going to see the show through my eyes, right. you're kind of, you're enjoying me, you're me, basically, right. in this story, telling over this story, and um, if you're Joe Bloggs, uh from uh, from wherever in New York, who's not Jewish? From Liverpool. From Liverpool, <laughs> you're gonna exactly if you're Paul McCartney from Liverpool, <laughs> you're gonna sit. You're you're gonna be my friend, right. and you're seeing the show through his eyes. And I have already performed it. I've done a few very small previews, and and yeah, the feedback I had is that that yeah, it work. It does work like that because basically the very the cool. Jews kind of see it in that way, and they see it in that way. So it works. Uh, Ashley Blaker, guy friendly, the third of February through the twenty third, uh, Soho Playhouse in Manhattan. Pretty close to here, by the way. Two one two six nine one one five five five. You can go to the website SohoPlayhouse.com. You know the Jackie Mason routine. Are you a Jackie Mason fan? Uh, yeah, yeah. So you know I his know, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So you know his routine mm-hmm. about uh, uh, about we're about to go to intermission, and and the, and the non-Jews are gonna you know get together during intermission and say you know well, it's great to get together, guys. Let's have a drink, something like that. And the, and the Jews will gather at the back of the theater and say. Much money does he make? Yeah, right? oh, they do. I have the, the, yeah, the no, set. I the set's not that expensive, and the you know the whole the whole routine. That's yeah, his whole yeah. thing. So I wonder, I wonder if you're encountering that with people in our community who are shocked that you and your team would make such an investment yeah. in the Soho Playhouse for three weeks. Uh, yeah. Well, all I'll tell you is this: um, I don't talk about um, the the my money and my production but you can google this last year you know how many shows on broadway made a profit last year three 
three shows. It was like Hamilton and two others, like I think Oklahoma and West Side Story. Wow. It is, it's a very good way to look. Isn't that, wasn't that like the story of the producers? That like, right. You know, exactly. Sure. Like, like the way to make money was to like have a show fail and close right. straight away. Um, because, yeah, you just... I, I, King Kong, I was saw, actually saw King right. Kong on Broadway last year. They say it was and dramatic. It closed. And uh, well, it was crazy. It was like this huge... Um, yeah, they, they had the big King Kong... Right. Um, model like robot yeah i don't know like robot i think but basically anyway i read that it was to break even would need to run for 34 years like seriously you know it's a very good way to spend money to waste money to burn money so yeah before you start come along and counting seats and going oh he's making so how do these shows get extended very often there's like like fiddler gets extended right yeah look i don't know i mean they they uh no because you want to get yeah because they're full but I'm just saying that they're so expensive to begin right. with, the investment, I suppose, setting it up. Wow. Um, you know, and there's obviously people, those people, I yeah, because I suppose all those people are being paid salaries, aren't they? I would, but I'm saying I the would producers, think so, yeah. to all the people working on it, and the actors and whatever. But then, but in terms of the people who are putting the money to begin with, I think there are some people who like seeing their names up there. But um, People don't realize what kind of effort and investment it yeah. takes to do this. Did you see Fiddler in Yiddish, by the way? I didn't see it in Yiddish yeah, yet, yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, I plan on it, but is it closed already? I think it closed. It closed? Yeah, I think closed. They closed out. Let me go see it first. Yeah, it was great. It really was great. <laughs> Facebook.com slash Nahum Single Network. You can check out our conversation right now with Ashley Blaker. Again, Facebook.com slash Nahum Single Network. Uh, Ashley's next major production is the Kosher Halftime Show presented by the Rothenberg Law Firm. We go live with that at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on February the 2nd during halftime of the Kansas City-San Francisco game. The next day, literally, could you imagine from the Kosher Halftime Show to uh, to the Soho Playhouse? The next day, Ashley Blaker kicks off, you like that one, uh, Guy Friendly, uh, running until the 23rd of February at the Soho Playhouse. Go to SohoPlayhouse.com for your tickets or 212-691-1555. And, of course, mm. our listeners want to know if there's any discount code they should know about. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll, we'll uh, yeah, not at the moment. But, not, uh, not at the not moment. The moment. Exactly. There is no, no there's, um, there is no, no group there rate. Are, no, there are, no, there are. There's a group rate for over tens. Uh, I think there's a group rate for tickets over ten people. I think there's a student Ooh, nice. rate for nice. the YU and uh, listeners and others. Um, yes, yeah, so the students. Um, yeah, so um, cool. But and there's no intermission, so you don't have an opportunity to stand at the back and go. How, <laughs> how much, much this, this, how is he making? How much did this cost? Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Listener Leia says, "Love from Scranton, Pennsylvania." Ashley, your program sounds like something I could use at work. I guess she works with non-Jews, and right. she could yeah. use your uh, okay. your advice on how to yeah. deal with them when it comes to Jewish topics. Maybe she yeah. should come in for the show. Exactly, she should come in and how see the show. How far is that? I don't know. Scranton's about a two-hour drive. Okay, so it's not too. In, yeah, in so it's the same as uh, exactly. you, as you exactly. mentioned earlier. Yeah, yeah. A little commute for us New Yorkers. Uh, no, so well, that's the thing. No, but when I did my last show, I just like anecdotally, actually, I did have some people even fly in from like I met this one p- person who flew from Dallas to see the last show. Someone flew from LA, and I'm sure that will happen again. But in terms of just like generally yeah. like coming to the city, anecdotally, people would travel around ninety minutes. You know, people come from right. Muncie and the Five Towns Correct. and Lakewood and all whatever. You know, five, 90 minutes. Um, when I did my first Israel tour. People don't want to travel. It's a weird thing. And there were a lot of them Americans. Because in Israel, a half hour is a long drive. Right. They right. wouldn't drive more than five right. minutes. Right. It was so funny. Like, yeah. I, I, did a, I did a tour. I didn't do a show in Moda Inn. I did it. And there were lots of people who were messaging me from Moda Inn. And I said, well, I'm doing a show in Beit Shemesh. You know, I looked on the map. It's a 25-minute drive. Right. So I'm not driving right. 25 minutes. In Israel, 200 miles is a long drive. And in yeah. America, 200 years is exactly. a long time. 
Right. And in Israel, 200 years ago. But, but they suddenly became very... They were Americans right. who'd become very lazy. Right. I know. If became I, Israeli. I know. If I'd said... Yeah, exactly. Cause if, I, if I'd said, look, I'm doing a show in Modin, they'd have gone, yeah, but you're not in my street. <laughs> if I'd have said... You're not I, in our section of right. Modin. I'm doing a show in your living room. Yeah, but I'm upstairs in my bedroom. I'm not coming down. When are you coming upstairs? <laughs> Do it in my bedroom. They can't give you a break. No, they just... That's, people suddenly become... Olim, who become Israeli very quickly. All right. Uh, we should point out, by the way... Um, uh, you, me- I mentioned that on Sundays and Wednesdays there's a matinee. Yes. Uh, so you're doing two shows those days. Two shows those days. And there's also uh, there's a sat there's one Motzi Shabbos show at the moment on the eighth of February, which is my birthday. As well. Oh, that's important. Yeah, to know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Motzi Shabbos is yeah, big now. Exactly. In and, terms of uh, people going out, and yeah. also, do you, anything about President's Day? Are they moving you to a matinee? No, no. Pr- uh, what that'll, so, be, that'll be a Monday. Monday yeah, no, the 17th. normal Monday. Yeah, that'll, that'll be a, a normal Monday night Monday. schedule. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. So there yeah. you have it. And when you watch people purchase these tickets, as the people online, you know, are mm-hmm. are, are they purchasing for way in advance as well, not just for the early part of the tour? Uh, yeah, no, um, yeah, for, for, all, for all the dates. Yeah, um, they, that must be a satisfying feeling. It's great, but I mean, I think you know, obviously, what you always hope will happen, and you know, the first week hopefully we'll have a lot of reviews. I right. know we've got some of the big papers in the Wall Street Journal. I know is coming, like the first show, right. and what have you, and hopefully the Times and all all those. Places and then you know you hope you hope that you get good reviews and that's when it really explodes. That's how the and that's what you are asking me about things getting right. extended. That's how it works, you know, like fiddler in Yiddish. I was talking to someone from um, the theatre there, uh, who was one of the people from the Schubert organisation who produced that show, and was saying, you know, it, it took them all by surprise. They, right. You know, a, a show in Yiddish, like who speaks Yiddish? And who it, could believe that a musical Yiddish? Like that. And it just takes off and runs and runs. Well, imagine this. We're the first ones. JM&AM already has its review yeah. of your show. Could yeah. you imagine? You haven't even started yet. <laughs> it says here, spectacular, Nahum Siegel. How can yeah. you imagine? You've exactly. already gotten a review from exactly. us. Exactly. How exactly. does that happen? Both the non-Jews are reading it going, <laughs> Nahum Siegel. <laughs> and there you have it. All right. No, they're actually going, Nachum Siegel. Uh, I yes. I, I can tell you a few other ways yeah. they pronounce it. Believe me. The star of the hit Strictly Unorthodox is back with his brand new off-Broadway show. Hey, folks, if you're listening here at the Nahum Siegel Network or if you're watching Facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network, let me say it to you directly. Don't miss it. Make sure you're part of Ashley Blaker's audience at Goy Friendly starting February the 3rd, literally the day after the Kosher Halftime. What a letdown this is going to be for Ashley. He's going to get all this worldwide international attention to the Kosher Halftime show, and then he has to go off-Broadway the next yeah. day. My gosh. <laughs> anyway, February the 3rd. You think I overused that joke already? February the 3rd through the 23rd at the Soho Playhouse. Go to SohoPlayhouse.com or call 212-691-1555. Purchase tickets. It's a great gift item. It's a uh, wonderful way to spend a night out or a matinee out with your friends and family. And uh, you will, if you want to laugh, you'll laugh. If yeah. you're not one of those people yeah. that refuses to laugh, you yeah. will laugh. If you're not Mr. As Yoni lo- Pollock, who sits there with his arms folded and refuses to crack mm. a smile, then you're going to laugh at exactly. this show. If the Dian's not sat there and you <laughs> right. can't laugh in front of him, you will laugh. <laughs> if there's no Dian or exactly. big no rabbi next him. to you, exactly. then just, you have no excuse. Yeah, yeah. If you have a look at the poster in the small print of the bonus, it says, no Dian am allowed. <laughs> <laughs> Diana my band. Uh, They're going to sit on like one of those big high tables behind me. Right. Like they have, like, They'll be on the dais. On the dais, yeah, exactly. Like the MetLife. What? There's you know, no dais? Those. There's exactly. no dais? I'm not showing up to exactly. Ashley's show. Exactly. There's no dais? Not exactly. a chance. I wish you the best of luck. You're going vis- you. to visit us on the eve of the Kosher Halftime Show yeah. in a few days from now. Yeah. Maybe, who knows? Maybe we'll reveal something else for people to know about, yeah, the, about that performance. Uh, by the time you show up here again next week, 
your whole run is likely going to be sold out. That's quite a bracha, yeah. huh? Mitzvahim. Mitzvahim. And I ask you one thing. Yeah. I ask you one thing. Okay. Um, because you're heading toward a complete sellout. Yes. And there will be no tickets available between the yes. 3rd and 23rd of February. Save one ticket for Yoni, please. I'm okay. asking you. I'm asking okay. you. In front of this Amon Am, I'm asking you, please. Even though I know <laughs> okay. that when it comes to the jokes, he sometimes could be a little difficult, okay. as I described. Save him a seat if okay. you don't buy. I will do that. Or at the minimum, we will him, do that. Or at the minimum, let him backstage. <laughs> okay. We'll do that. Anything for Yoni. After all, he did a good job behind the scenes at the Kosher Halftime Show. Yeah, he was Maybe he can help you out, out, out he, there at the, uh, the Playhouse. I remember he, he brought me some pizza. There you go. What's better than that? Yeah, exactly. He might be able to bring you a meal one of those evenings. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Yapchik. He'll bring Yapchik. out the Yapchik. Exactly. Exactly. Any, Yoni, any... we must figure out a way to have Yapchik cater on exactly, a Thursday exactly. night to Ashley's I'm show. Not, I promise you. I promise you this is and and this maybe this is one one of the reasons why i wanted to do a show that uh, has not just jews in the audience when i did my last show yeah. in the city right. a, you know it was actually i was gonna say a off-broadway show it was actually on broadway right. there was a theater on broadway, Jerry broadway, Orbe, Orbe, right. the broadway 50th. Right. someone was sat in my audience eat in the front row eating shouldn't <laughs> you're not serious i promise you i also the, had the sad thing is i don't find it hard to no, believe this is the other one and I, I, I again oh no this is actually really funny somebody there was a girl but this is what happens you know like because you, you know you can't get food people take snacks right. to places sure. there was a girl on the front row eating something and i said oh i'm quite hungry i've got a bit of a sugar rush can i take one so i took one and then i saw the bracha and then i got heckled that it was the wrong bracha. <gasps> and we had a whole machloikas oh about what bracha it was. Now, I'm trying to think what it was. It was something, look, it was actually like, Budyeved, it was fine, because I'd said Shekol. Oh, yeah, but that's... But, so Budyeved, like, Shekol, yeah. so it's fine. But Shekol's always fine. But someone said, no, no, that thing actually has um, grain in it, and it, it oh, was grain. a Mazonas thing. I'm trying to think what it was. It was like a <sighs> snack that, it was one of, it was like a, it was like a candy, but who actually has a little bit of grain in it. I would say that is Tafel, not Ica. But anyway, whatever. This was the kind of... You wouldn't get this at Ashley, any other show. Ashley, I admire you. I would have walked off the stage. <laughs> Another heckle. Again, this is true. I promise oh, no. this is true. Oh, no. Oh, no. I think no. it was actually on my final show. Five minutes in, somebody heckled Mincha. And I went, <gasps> what? And he went... I said, I'm really sorry. I said, I could, is there anyone who can... He said, I've got to... He said, I've got to... I'm running... I, I didn't... I was running really late. It was like 200 people sold out. He said, I was running really late and I couldn't get... Um, and he just, I, I, said, I said, look, is anyone else can... But there was no one, and everyone had done, no one wanted to leave the show. So he went, do you mind if I just sneak out and, and quickly done And then he came back five minutes later. He had, like, done and biochid. And like, <laughs> it was nuts. And I, thought, whole, I thought, I've got to perform for and, and the whole <laughs> And the whole theatre had to know about it. Well, yeah, exactly. thank goodness the new show is guy friendly. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Get your dovening done in advance. Also, I'm doing it in the winter, so you right. should have dovened Mincha and Marv already, and just fine, let's just go. You've thought of it all. Well, you think you've thought of it all. Believe me, our, oh, our community will make sure you haven't thought of it exactly. all. Ashley, I thank you. Pleasure. SohoPlayhouse.com. The day after the Kosher Halftime Show, Ashley embarks on this incredible run here in New York City. Get your tickets today. Check out this entire video by going to Facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. The next time you will see Ashley in a performance will be at our Kosher Halftime Show on the 2nd of February uh, in between the contest between the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs a kosher halftime show presented by the Rothenberg Law Firm. In honor of our friends from Liverpool, we've got this song at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Well, after all the Liverpool discussion, we figured we had to get the album A Shabbat in Liverpool on the air. That's the great Lenny Solomon and company with Schlockrock here at J.M. the A.M. That was my conversation with comedian Ashley Blaker, who opens the 3rd of February at the Soho Playhouse in New York City. Well, the Yeshiva University men's basketball team is doing amazing. And recently, Elliot Steinmetz, their coach, was a guest of ours on J.M. in the A.M. Here's that conversation on J.M. Rewind at the Nahum Siegel Network. Well, for those of you who uh, were not paying attention, I can't believe anybody would not have been, but for those few of you out there who are not paying attention to Yeshiva University men's basketball, the Maccabees, we were there last night in the Bronx when they went 13-1. Uh, and one. A 13-game winning streak is what they're on uh, as they continue to dominate the Skyline Conference. And one of the reasons I asked uh, Coach Elliot Steinmetz, who's very busy every morning and I don't like bothering him, but I asked him to join me this morning because I like getting him on uh, before a big home game that I think uh, a lot of Jewish families out there uh, will find uh, entertaining and uh, will find to be a great event to go to, especially at the end of Yeshiva break, uh, an event to go to with their family uh, this coming Saturday night. And in fact, the Macs are home this Saturday night, beginning at 8.30 up at the Max Stern Athletic Center. 
and it is a great night to come out with family and friends and enjoy an amazing basketball team and a great experience, as I always call it, for the Jewish people. Coach Elliot Steinmetz, welcome back to JM in the AM. Hey, good morning. Congratulations on a great win last night. Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, well, two of the things that, of course, a coach always hopes for is uh, there should never, God forbid, be an injury, and we continue to pray for the health of your uh, athletes. And secondly, do you stay out of foul trouble? And last night it looked like uh, no nobody was calling any fouls at all. It must make your job a lot easier. Yeah, it does. It's it's always good to uh, you know not have the pressure of having to you know take guys out you know because of things that are out of your control. So it's definitely uh, definitely a positive for us when we're able to keep our guys on the floor. Uh, yesterday, uh, you essentially at some point in the first half. I don't know how many you were up by at that point because it was a forty a forty point victory last night. Uh, yesterday you uh, replaced, uh, subbed out, I don't know, three, four players. It, it looked like your second team, so to speak, was on the court, and someone in the stands turns to me and says, well, you know, uh, th- th- they they saw the first team, now let's welcome the second team. Do you sometimes get that feeling that, that when you put your best bench players on the floor, you're basically putting another great first team out there? I think that's the case. I mean, we, we, we tell our guys that all year, it's, you know, especially – for some of the guys who don't get as much playing time regularly uh you know every guy on our team is pretty much the best player on this high school team so we, we have some pretty good players from number one through 16 um you know what we're trying to do at this point is just kind of try and develop depth uh, as much as we can towards the end of the season and you know know that we have a situation where there is foul trouble or god forbid an injury that we'll have other guys who have had game experience to be able to get a chance to go out and, and perform you know, I wonder if you go through the same thing, because obviously you see stats, especially during halftime and things like that. But when we sit in the stands, and, and if, if we would poll the people who are there watching the YU team, uh, you know, who the high scorer is right now, we're going to get three different opinions running through the entire. No one realizes. You, know, you wake up, and all of a sudden, it's, you know, I'm talking about obviously Terrell Leifer and, and Simcha, the three who are most likely to be the high scorer. And you, you wake up and you don't you don't realize just how many uh, how many points you know one of them has accumulated over the game so far. Sometimes it happens really quick, and sometimes it happens kind of quietly too. And 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 it's true. You know, I, I think we probably have five guys that could you know maybe even six guys who could really lead us in scoring on any given night. Um, you know, and the way these guys share the ball and how unselfish they are. You know, I was watching film this morning and uh, you know checking out some of the opportunities that guys were passing up to get better shots for a teammate, it, it lends to that. So none of these guys really care who leads them, you know, who leads the team in scoring. It's really for them just about winning. I was sitting with a couple of YU basketball legends last night, and they basically said to me, what you guys did to Maritime last night is exactly what Maritime and other teams used to do to them 30 years ago. Uh, the inside game, they were always smaller. Even if they were taller, they were never as built in, this, in the type of shape that a team like Maritime is in. Uh, I mean, the tables have, you know, we, you and I always talk about the different era that you're in now and this incredible run that you're on. I mean, it's, it's sort of like the tables have turned. You're sitting at the top of this conference, and if you look at the numbers, if you look at the records, there's nobody close to you guys. Yeah, there's some good teams in the conference. There definitely are. Uh, you know, I think we're in a good place right now from you know recruiting standpoint. We were able to get in a few classes in a row of, of really good players, and, and obviously we have a little bit of size, especially for a Skyline team. Uh, but most importantly, we have guys that are just unselfish and are really just bought in to what we're trying to do, and, and they perform that way. They're, they're just really good. It's fun to watch as a coach, too. 
Yeah, <laughs> you don't always look like that, but all right. I'll take your word for it that you're enjoying it. <laughs> uh, uh, am I right that four years ago when you – is it four or five years at this point? This is my sixth, uh, sixth season, so, so five, I guess five years ago. So, so am I right that five years ago you didn't nearly have the number of fans on the road that you're getting now, or am I just, you know, because I'm showing up to more games, I'm just assuming that's the case. No, you're, you're right. It's, it's on the road and, and at home, too. I think, uh, you know, I think those first couple of years, um, people kind of like trickle in to check out what was going on. And, you know, it was, uh, it, it was an interesting um, kind of evolution of, of you know, not, not just how many people started showing up, but also kind of the, um, the mannerisms of the fan and the confidence level of the fans that we've had in our gym, where they've gone from, uh, you know, a situation where we, you know, where they're kind of expecting, you know, a, a lead to go away, right. to a situation where we could be down and they're cheering like we're ahead because they're just expecting us to come back. I'll so it's, t- uh, it's been a cool evolution to watch. I mean, I mean, if you, I, I don't know if you even pay attention to what's going on in the stands, but in a, a game like last night, I, I'm, I'm saying to myself, you know, look who's showing up to this game. What is it, the Skyline Conference Final? You know, when 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 all, all the uh, you know the front runners all of a sudden come out of the woodwork, it's amazing that people of uh, of note and and you know and people from our community are, are are coming out and enjoying the game. On that topic, Mr. Elliot Steinmetz. And this is why I asked you to join me this morning, um, uh, more than anything else, although I do, do love speaking to you after victories. Uh, this coming Saturday night, yeah, you, have to, you have to agree with me that it's an amazing family night out. It's a fantastic atmosphere. It's a great opportunity for people to see a great team and to really see Yeshiva University at its best. 8.30 p.m. this coming Saturday night, Max Stern Athletic Center, a great home game. Your players, when they were here a couple of weeks ago, they, they basically said to me, that they do consider this game on the tougher side. So the chances of seeing a, a much closer game than last night uh, obviously are greater. Um, so first, tell me, do you agree with me it's a great family night out? And secondly, do you anticipate a really tough game? I, I agree on both. Uh, it, you know, I think it's always a fun night out. Any night of the week, Saturday nights are certainly the best. And my understanding, from what I've been told, uh, we're expecting a pretty big crowd Saturday night. You know, a lot of people are back from... You yeah, know, shoot, winter right, break, right, and right. Um, you know, are planning to come with families and kids. You know, because schools are still for the most part on vacation for another few days. So we're expecting a pretty big crowd Saturday night. Uh, it is a lot of fun and definitely a good family atmosphere. And we are playing a really good team. You know, the Merchant Marine Academy uh, seems to be competitive every single year. They uh, they've beaten some good teams already this year. They have you know they have some size. They're well coached. They're they're always tough. I, I don't think I've ever, from the time I was a player, you know, through the time as a coach, I'm not sure I've ever had an easy game with them. Wow. All right. So we have a lot to look forward to Saturday night. Uh, I, the players did confirm. I don't know how much of the interview you saw uh, when they were here, your co-captains, uh, Donnie Katz and Simcha Halper, but they did sort of confirm that Saturday night can be a little bit woozy. It could be a, a difficult night to play. I know the other team also is playing pretty late, eight thirty p.m. But they didn't, you know, they didn't have Shabbos and a big lunch and all that. <laughs> so, so I don't know. Do, do, I think I've asked you this before. Do you get that feeling sometimes on a Saturday night that it's a rough start? I do. I think it's the first few minutes, just trying, you know, trying to get into it. It's a routine thing. You know, our, our guys generally have a shoot around in the afternoon of the game, and obviously being a Saturday night. They're not going to have that, and it's just you know, Shabbos is a different, just a different kind of day for us, yeah. <laughs> as everybody knows. <laughs> and uh, you know, I think that lends to just a break in routine, which you know, I think uh, first few minutes, maybe even you know, a little bit of the first half, sometimes just kind of just feeling our way out. 
But the truth is, you know, and I tell the guys all the time, if you play defense, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's true. Stay between them and the basket, and uh, half the problems will be alleviated. Uh, uh, and you know, as fans, you, know, you Mr. Steinmetz, you, I, you, I'm sure, have no choice but to give me the traditional one-game-at-a-time routine. But you know, as fans who are watching this streak and praying that Yeshiva University is acknowledged nationally for the way that they are developing in Division Three basketball, you know that we, as fans, have the 30th of January circled on our calendar. Because it's very possible that that game against Purchase might be the most difficult game of the season. And obviously, if you win that game, uh, we might be seeing uh, notoriety for YU that we've never seen before. So I know, I know, it's one game at a time. I got the whole routine. But give me something about that last game in January. Anything you can tell us? Yeah, I mean, listen, Purchase is having a great year so far. And and they're they're very good. I'm I'm very glad that that game's at home. you know, I think it is a big game. You know, again, I I think it's the end of next week, I believe, right? Right. We have a few Thursday night, that, like right. you said. Right. But, no, I think it will be a big game just in terms of conference standings and, and certainly nationally because I think they're going to have a good chance to be regionally ranked purchase. Uh, so, you know, it could be uh, – potentially a, a, you know, a strong situation for us if we're able to win that game. All right. We hope to be at all of them. I'll tell you, and we're encouraging our listeners to do the same, taking great pride in Yeshiva University basketball, representing not only YU, but the Jewish people on the basketball court in such an amazing way. Last night, a 38-point victory on the road. It looked like with about five minutes left, you were ready to admit, okay, I think, I think we're going to win, guys. That's what it seemed like to me. You were finally resigned to the fact that it looks like you're about to put a victory uh, on, on, the, uh, on the board. And uh, hopefully you'll have the same type of results on Saturday night, and we look forward to seeing you. And by the way, Coach, based on based on the way you're talking about the crowds coming this Saturday night, it sounds like you're giving a little warning to those of us who are regulars to get there as early as possible for the game on Saturday night. So don't wait till eight thirty to walk in, folks. Right? Yeah, I, I think that would be a smart move to probably get there a little bit early. <laughs> Elliot, you're great. Congratulations again. Keep it going. We're watching this streak and having a lot of fun. Thanks, Nachman. I appreciate it. Elliot Steinmetz is coach of the University of Maccabees. 13-1, everybody. 13 in a row. And this coming Saturday night, you could be there for what hopefully will be number 14 in a row against the United States Merchant Marine Academy. Tough ball players, we're told. Starting at 8.30 p.m. at the Max Stern Athletic Center up at Yeshiva University in Washington Heights. And if I'm there late, save me a seat because it sounds like it's going to be a packed crowd this coming Saturday night. That was Coach Elliot Steinmetz of the Yeshua University men's basketball team, the Maccabees, as they continue on their amazing streak. Thanks so much for tuning in. Plenty more coming up if you keep it here on NSN. And, of course, JM Rewind returns this time next week right here on the Nahum Siegel Network.
Oh 